Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and chickens everywhere worry that a guy named Sanders might win the presidency. It's three o'clock California time. You know what that means? It's time for Talkin' L2 with BBP. I'm your host, the diva of SLA, Bill Van Patten, coming to you live from a sunny and warm central California. And joining me from the great state of New York are my co-hosts, egg layers in their own right, Walter Hopkins and Angelica Kramer. Hey, Angelica, say hi. Einen schönen Mittwoch. Wir freuen uns auf die heutige Show. And freuen, and that's right. Don't have to get a show. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I got a few pieces. I picked out a few words out of that. That's pretty good. That's called segmenting the speech stream. That's what we call it. <laughs> hey, Wally, say hi. Hello, everybody. Now, Walter's under, uh, Walter has some difficulty today because he had to stay at home because um, he's his, I was going to say his wife beat him, but she, she did not know. Walter had a, a little, <laughs> little minor, little, little minor thing on his, his uh, eye today that he had taken care of. And so he's uh, at home on a different microphone. So I shrink in and out. But um, so if I cut Walter's, him out, I apologize. Yes. Everybody, Walter's okay. There's nothing wrong with him. He just had a little, little thing on his eye that had to get taken care of. So he is good. He is good. Um, well, wow, everybody, this is our goodbye show. We are going off the air after this show in one hour. Um, and a lot of people are going, why, 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 why are you doing this? Um, well, part of the reason is I, some of you don't know this. If you're new to talking L2 with BVP is we did uh, T with BV for almost three years um, before um, uh, we started doing this show. And then we can't, we're coming up on two years now. So off, so more or less, Walter and Gallic and I have been doing this show for almost five years. Um, and that's a lot of shows. And so, you know, like every TV series, like everything that runs after a while, you go, okay, it's time to go out with a blaze of gore. Uh, I was going to say blaze of gore. <laughs> uh, bla a blaze of glory. Um, and... Uh, you know, and we got plenty of archived episodes. For those of you wondering, by the way, what we're going to do is uh, we have a contract uh, that goes through August um, with the people that host our, um, it's called SoundCloud, that hosts our shows. So everything that's archived, both T with BVP and Talking L2 with BVP are archived at least until August. And probably thereafter, too, what we have to do is sort out exactly how we're going to do that. So these will be around for a while for people to have access to. Um, it's just that we won't have any more live shows after. Well, actually, that's not true. Jeremy and I were talking before um, we started the show, and I did not talk to Walter and Gillick about this. But I think that we need to have a special two-hour reunion show down the road where we all come back. Ooh. We announced everybody and we have a special two hour reunion show um, for uh, it's called Talking Tea with BVP. No, just kidding. Uh, just combine everything <laughs> together, right? Um, but anyway, so we might do that down the road. Just a question of when. So Jeremy and I are going to work up the details on that and uh, we'll send out an email blast this next week once we know that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And the web page for Talking L2 will stay up uh, until, uh, until the archives are no longer there. Um, so those that so in other words, for the foreseeable future, the web page will still be so you can go access um, information there about the show and how to get uh, how to see the how to get to the archived episodes and so on. So we're not disappearing completely, which is not going to be live 
anymore. Um, and again, like I said, sometimes you just know it's time to, to stop and, and uh, do other things. Um, <clears throat> Walter's going to get his Wednesdays back so he can hang out with his kids. And Angelica's going to get her Wednesdays back so she can drink some more. And <laughs> Come on. people don't know this, but half the time Angelica's got a glass of wine in her hand while we're doing this show. That was supposed to be a secret, Bill. Seriously, you you can't disclose all the secrets on this last oh, show. Oh, come on. Anybody who knows you know that you it could be you're like Blanche Hudson. It could be like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, you have a glass of wine in your hand. Just wow. Kidding. I'm not an alcoholic, people. Let it be known. No, she's completely functional. All right. Um, all right. And we have today, wow. um, because wow. it's our final show, not only do we have Jeremy um, Manning or personing or personnelling or whatever verb you want to use, uh, the controls and being our technology guru, but we have both Paul uh, Mandel and Russ Simonson um, on the show today taking calls. So we'll be able to take multiple calls this time as, as opposed to the past. And Russ, can I talk about you to our audience? Um, I where did he disappear from my screen? I can't see him because Russ is actually well, in Minnesota. I'll pretend I'm Russ and say, yes, you can. I would like you to talk to the audience about him. Okay. Well, okay. So um, <laughs> we're very, very proud of Russ. I think I can say this publicly now. Um, I should ask him. Well, we'll wait till I see him. And then I'll yeah, ask let's him. wait. Let's wait because it's his news. Um, we already have a caller on the line. So if you want to take the first Russ, caller before we wake even up. start. No, well, hang. I got more stuff to do here. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we got to we got to tell everybody the phone number because it's a call and talk show, um, and our number, um, if you want to call it, is 888-209-5205. Again, 888-209-5205. You can call and talk about anything you want. I do have some things I'm going to say at the top of the show here in a minute. Um, and remember, when you call in, you'll get a little computerized voice. Ask me for a code. That code is five five seven. 797-0165. And you can go to our website, talkanl 2 with bbp.com and see all of that information if you didn't get it down. Um, and we do have our final SLA challenge question, which is about yours truly. And we have our Diva challenge question to end our show. Uh, and of course, it's about Bet Midler again, because this is still Bet Midler month, all the month of February. So I'll read those questions in a minute. First callers who, who, uh, who chime in with the correct answer or win a prize. And again, Walter, are you ready to read the number? Can you read with that little eye thing, that eye patch of yours? What's our number? <laughs> our number is 888-209-5205. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you on our last show, ladies and gentlemen, 888-209-5205. And thank you, Blackbeard. Okay, that's because he looks like a pirate. You should see him with a little patch on his eye. Okay, uh, and Angelica, of course, is looking uh, at Mixler. So um, we're there uh, with yep. Mixler. All right, our last show, we're finishing out the month of February, and we want to thank our sponsor for the month. Our sponsors, you may know, is Voces Digital. So you're ready to switch to teaching with comprehensible input, but where do you even begin? Well, you need compelling stories and cultural material. You need a variety of activities. You need scripts and advice to help deliver comprehensible language in an engaging and effective way. And you need this for all levels, from level one up through AP. Well, you need Nuestra Historia and Notre Histoire, online comprehensible input-based curricula for both Spanish and French. There's nothing like it out there, with contributions by Brian Candle, Gary DiBianca, Kara Jacobs, Bess Hales, Profe Loco, Senor Jordan, and others. 
the Voces, the Voces CI series brings together some of the best minds in the field. So Voces invites you to experience the material for yourself. Go to VocesDigital.com or call 800-848-0256 and get a 20-day free trial. There's no obligation. It's all free for 20 days. You get full access to all of the Voces CI titles for 20 days. Again, that's VocesDigital.com uh, or again, call 800-848-0256 or you just go to our Talk and L2 with VVP uh, website. You can click on their ad there and it'll take you right to where you need to go. Okay, kids, you ready for the SLA challenge question? Here we go. Ready. Bring it. And we're going to see if Russ, Russ, you cannot answer this question. Okay. Um, even though I know you know the answer. Okay. Here's the SLA challenge question. Name the subfield of research that yours truly, Bill Van Patten, the diva of SLA, launched in the 1980s, 1990s. Note, we're not talking about processing instruction, right? Again, name the subfield of research that Bill Van Patten launched in the 1980s, 1990s. Uh, again, we're not talking about processing instruction. So call us at 888-209-5205. Destinos. Answer Is it Destinos? Uh, uh, Walter, shut up. I'm talking here. <laughs> God, I, I don't think, I think, I think Destinos. Anesthesia is making them loopy today, I tell you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> When's that crap going to wear off, I tell you. All right. Okay. The SLA challenge question is brought to you by Input and More. So check all the materials out, Input and More, Spanish uh, for your students and for heritage learners. Again, that's inputandmore.com. And also check out my fiction there. Okay. Ready for our topic of the day, kids? Okay. I got to get moving. Pause. Can I tell you a funny story? No. We're already behind. So I got out of the anesthesia. Are you ready? I got out of anesthesia and um, there was a song playing and I started singing the song. It was, unbreak my heart. Oh say my you God. Love me again. I think they thought I was a little loopy, but then I went out and I told Laura and she was like, yeah, he always does that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you can keep talking. Bill. I Sorry. worry. I really worry. See, you. No well, kidding. seven years I worked with that. Seven years. Okay. Uh. All right. Okay, our topic for today is, well, it doesn't really have a title, but I'm going to call it SLA Teacher Education and some other farewell ideas. So I wanted to end the show um, talking about change in language teaching and how we make change. And more specifically, actually, I want to talk about what hinders change. Sorry, I just put a lozenge in my mouth because I got a really bad um, asthmatic cough from um, the almond trees here. Anyway, <clears throat> I just took it out so I could talk better. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about what hinders change in language teaching. Um, so I want, to, I want to start by saying I assume that we're all concerned about acquisition, right? And we all know what we mean by acquisition. I also assume we are all concerned about the development of communicative ability. And I also assume that after almost five years of this show and its predecessor, um, T with BBP, we all out here in the field understand how both acquisition and communicative ability develop. So the question becomes, if that's the case, why is some 90% plus of the language teaching we see in this country still engaged in practices that we know are outdated and don't work for acquisition and don't work for the development of the communicative ability? Why is that? Well, I got a couple of ideas here and I wanna throw these out because I'm gonna challenge, I wanna challenge um, the field uh, or parts of the field to think about these things because um, I think they're really, really important. 
the first thing I want to talk about is second language acquisition research. I want to call on my colleagues in second language acquisition research to start talking to teachers more. What's happened with L2 research over the years has become increasingly insular and very, very narrow in what people do. And very few L2 researchers want to talk to teachers. Um, that has got to change, right? That has got to change. But also more importantly, one thing that has to change is the, the subfield called instructed SLA research. I think the field of instructed SLA research has lost its footing. And I did a paper on this that came out in 2017 in the inaugural issue of the journal Instructed SLA, published out of the UK. So what do I mean by it's lost its, its, its footing? Well, there's a number of things going on in the field of research that I think are problematic. Um, one of the principal things that, that Instructed SLA is concerned about is, does instruction make a difference? Right? And this question goes way back until the 1970s, 1980s, actually. In other words, if you instruct learners on grammar and vocabulary, can you alter what they learn and how they learn it? Right? Um, but the problem is nobody stops to ask the most basic questions in this subfield. Right? Make a difference in what and make a difference how. That seems probably to some people self-evident, but when you really try to get at what acquisition is, it's not so self-evident. And the field of instructed SLA continues to ignore these issues, and it blithely plugs along with study after study, publication after publication, and in my mind, it gets us nowhere. When actually, we've known for years that instruction uh, in grammar vocabulary doesn't make a difference on underlying processes of acquisition. It does not alter how acquisition happens and it does not circumvent the processes and mechanisms used by every single language learner around the world who's unimpaired, right? So we already know that. So what is the field really trying to do and what kind of information is it delivering to teachers? Now, one of the things they say is instruction makes a difference. And I'm gonna challenge them and say, no, it doesn't. So I wanna say for you out there that the default position you need to take is instruction doesn't make a difference in acquisition, so show me otherwise. Um, now, we have self-proclaimed L2 researchers out there who, in my mind, aren't even L2 researchers. They are neither interested in the nature of language, the nature of acquisition, or uh, in uh, how, um, uh, uh, how acquisition happens over time and its interface with communication. These researchers, in my mind, have an unexamined bias when doing research. And what they wanna do is basically support their preconceived notions that instruction makes a difference. So I wanna challenge them and say, get off that, put your biases aside, start with the default position that instruction doesn't make a difference because that's what we've known for over 40 years. Now, if you think I'm being harsh, I am. And I'm gonna tell you, I am the diva. I have earned the right to be harsh with the field because I'm part of it, 30 plus years of doing research. And doing there you go. Preach, baby, preach. So with, with my credentials comes the right to be critical of my own field. Just like doctors can be critical of, their, the, of the medical association and a chemist can be critical of what's going on in chemistry and so on. There you go. All right. Now let's talk briefly about teacher education. This is one I think is very important. I will never, ever denigrate schools of education. They do some great things. Walter's wife, Laura, is uh, a budding scholar in literacy 
uh, and childhood development within a school of education. So, so schools of education are wonderful places for lots of good things for teachers and training and for research about education. But I do have this criticism. There are few, few, few L2 researchers and absolutely no linguists in schools of education. And because of this, all the old ideas about teaching and learning languages keep getting recycled in what teacher education curricula offer. And so there's no connection between the places where second language research actually happens, uh, and that's normally in language departments and in linguistics departments, and then where teacher education happens, that's schools of education. So there's this huge disconnect between two fields, right? And until we realize and grapple with the idea that language acquisition cannot be treated like the learning of math, science, history, and so on, we will never make progress in the field because teacher, teacher educators keep doing the same thing over and over and over without being informed by research and second language acquisition. Now, I know that sounds harsh, um, again, but I think that's a fact. Now, my last comment concerns us as language teachers, all of us, myself included, Walter, Angelica, um, Russ, Paul, all of us language teachers, Jeremy, um, we, and then all of you out there, of course, we are the only ones who can make any change. We can make it in our classrooms for sure. So Jeremy can teach differently, Russ can teach differently, Walter can teach differently, but that's not enough, right? We have to have voices in the field. We have to demonstrate some level of expertise, again, in the nature of language, what communication is, and how both are acquired over time. We can't run around with simple slogans like task, task, tasks, or CI, 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 or anything else. We have to be able to tell parents, principals, students, deans, our colleagues, what the research says, and we have to sound convincing. We need to seize control of the public and professional discourse around language teaching. We haven't done that. Now, this is no small task. And in, in part, the problem is related to what I just talked about, teacher education and what's happening in the field of L2 research, right? So I'm challenging all the listeners out there and all the other teachers to start demanding two things, demand a change in teacher education and a change in professional development, right? So not just what's for teachers that are coming through the system in the, in the educational system, but for you out there getting professional development yourselves uh, and down the road. I think we need a long-term goal, say a 10-year goal, changing the profession, where we want it to be, it's gonna take time. So let's stake out a 10-year goal, talk about what it is, and then just go out and do it, bit by bit, brick by brick over the next 10 years. Our efforts will have to be systematic and concerted. And without all of you wonderful, wonderful teachers out there, nothing will change and 90% of the teaching profession will keep doing the same thing over and over and have the same arguments they've had over and over. He dicho caso cerrado. So feel free to call in with questions, comments, or anything else. Our number again is 888-209-5205. And we already have calls on the line. Oh, on the phone. Oh my God. Ah, we got so many. I don't know where to start. Okay, let's take a <laughs> start with number one. Number one. Okay, number one is Daniel. Daniel, are you there? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Daniel, where are you calling from? I think you're calling from Michigan. Daniel, I'm calling from Snowy, Michigan. Hey, Hello. guys. Hello. We know this, Daniel. So, Daniel, what's up? What are you calling about? 
not much. I just wanted to wish you guys a good last show. Oh, well, it's the first time I've ever called in. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, those of you who don't know, <laughs> Daniel used to have Jeremy's job when we did tea with BVP. So Daniel is well versed mm -hmm. in how the show operates and, and all the technology involved. That's back when we had a studio. Now we do everything remotely. So Jeremy does stuff remotely for us. So, but yeah. thank you, Daniel. It's so sweet of you to call in. Fancy now. Yeah. 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 How have you guys been? Good, good. And I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing Michigan. I'll be there April. What's the weekend of MIT and CI? Whatever that weekend is. I forget. It's the 16th and 18th? 17th. 17th yeah, and 18th. something like that. 17th yeah. and 18th, I'll, I'll be at the MIT and CI out. doing my farewell show, my one-hour, one-man show. And I'll see you and everybody at Michigan State after that when I get done with that show. So, yeah. Cool. All right. All right, Daniel. Awesome. We've got calls lining up. Okay, so I'm going to yeah. let you go. So we good to hear you guys. Yeah. All right. Be Thank good. you for calling, right. so Daniel. Of course. Bye. Ciao. Oh, and Russ, shoot me a Russ, shoot me a chat here in the chat window. Um, if I can make an announcement about you, if you don't want me to make the announcement, I will. Okay. All right. Um, we have another call coming in that looks like the name is Dolly. Is this Dolly Parton? Uh, no, I'm Dolly Pye. Oh, I thought this was Dolly Parton calling in. This is going to sing us a song. Just kidding. Hey, Dolly. He thought it was a diva calling a diva, you know. Dolly, where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm calling from Northern Virginia Community College. Oh, okay. Right. What's up? What do you call about? What's on your mind? Yeah, I just um, I have been um, to uh, uh, listen to one of the shows, and then I, I feel like um, I'm so disappointed that this is going to be the last show. Yeah, but uh, but of course I I read your book uh, before. Yeah. And articles uh, before, so um, I I agree with you that uh, the you see I met a Chinese teachers uh, who got a piece of paper uh, got the teaching license for them to uh, to teach Chinese, but then they really feel some of them, not all of them, some of them really feel like they don't know how to teach. Yes, so and I'm really. I second your sentiment on the school of education. Yes. So, um, and how can we do about it? So to be a, a better service to the teacher. I, I'm a, a rank and file uh, teacher uh, myself. Uh, so I'm, I'm not in the school of education, but I know there are good people there. But how can we make the school of education more effective? So when teacher got their piece of paper, they got their license. They feel ready to teach the language. I have one. Oh, I, have, I have one suggestion about that, Dolly. Um, okay. And that is, we need to talk to ACTFL. I think teacher education standards, the NCATE standards, and so on, need to be revised. I know they've been revised already, but I don't think they push enough in the direction of knowledge of acquisition, um, communication, uh, the nature of language, and so on. There's still a lot embedded in those. Um, standards that to me are outdated and anachronistic. And we need to rethink those standards. And then our national organizations like ACTFL, AATSP and others can actually start going to schools of education saying, here's what we're expecting from our language teachers getting out. Um, and then see what happens. I think that's one concerted effort we could make. I see. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, that, uh, but I agree with you that will take time. So. Right. right. Yeah. So it's not. 
But how about uh, that takes time? What will be the uh, shorter time? Short time. Uh, uh, you have a long goal, and I, I definitely believe you. It takes ten years. So what about uh, what about a shorter term uh, goals that we can all work for, so that the, so that hopefully get the teachers ready at day one when they walk into the classroom, rather than oh, I, I just feel not ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. What you have to have is a long-term goal, a 10-year goal, where you want to be in 10 years, and you work backwards. What are all the steps you want to take to get? It's like basic backward design, right? That's what I'm suggesting. So let's decide what we want to have happen in classrooms, what teachers need to know and, and know about and so on, and then work backwards to figure out how we can get all that done in, in the 10-year time frame. Because it could happen even sooner than that. You never know. So, oh. all right, Dolly. Well, I got I got I yeah. really appreciate it. Thank okay, you. Okay, Dolly, thanks for calling in. Have fun in Virginia. Be safe. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Thanks bye. for calling, Dolly. Take care, Dolly. Uh, thanks for calling. Bye-bye. <coughs> okay? All right, bye-bye. Thanks, Dolly. Bye. <coughs> My God, this allergy is killing her. This, it just... And I went to the gym earlier, so and of course I was huffing and puffing in the gym. And it's just this time of the year, it's just the worst in the Central Valley here in California for... Um, allergies and asthma and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not, I didn't have asthma as a kid. I have what's called adult onset asthma from allergies. And just certain times of the year, I get this dry cough and my lungs get tight. It's from all the crap in the air. Notice, oh, Jeremy, I said crap. You didn't have to beat me, uh, beat me, Jeremy. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> but I, died and I said crap. <laughs> all right. We got another call coming in. Oh, Russ, before I take the next call. Can I talk about you for a second? Is it okay? Okay, Russ says yes. Russ says yes. He's Russ is too too shy to come Yay. on and say yes himself. But anyway, so we are so proud of Russ and and um, Jeremy's going to get the applause button ready here for a second. So as soon as as soon as they get done saying this, the applause are going to come on. But uh, we want to congratulate Russ. No, he has not finished his PhD yet, but he will this spring in May or June. Um, but he has just um, accepted a tenure track job at Miami University of Ohio starting for this fall of 2020. So everybody give Russ a big round of applause for Russ. And now he's finally making a salary so he can support me. That's good. (laughs) Or we'll be making a salary. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, We got our next caller coming in. I think there's Bill on the line. Um, Jeremy, you want to put Bill through? Hello, Hello, Bill, are you there? I am. Hey, is this Bill from you? Ohio, Bill? Well, Indiana. Well, you're kind of, you got, Indio, you, you kind of yeah, got like right one foot on one side and one foot on the other, right? Right, right, right. It's like a twist. Um, Bill plays like well, a twister game, you know, he's, a, he's got one hand in yeah. Ohio, one hand in <laughs> Indiana, one foot in Indiana. One, okay. Sorry about Bill. And, you know, it's really important to be flexible in this field. I tell you, so. it's important to be flexible in any field. Um, <laughs> even if you're not in a field, you need to be flexible. I was just talking right. to my date last uh, night well, about that. But anyway, go ahead. Next. What were you yeah. talking about, Bill? Yeah. Uh, well, first, first, congratulations, Russ. That's my alma mater, and I'm about half an hour away from there. So hit me up. Whoa. Um, Wait a minute. Hit yes. me up. I don't like um, that term, hit me up. I'll, I can show them around the town. It's that's what you, that's town. what you that's what you say on one of those dating apps. Hit me up. No, 
It's like, look me up, give me a ring, look me up. Right. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, it's a great, it's a great school. I love it so much. It um, is. We're very proud of Russ. It's a wonderful school. Um, anyway, I called, if I could, uh, answer the SLA challenge question or attempt to. All right. Well, let me read it again for our valuable listening audience. And then Jeremy will give us a drum roll. And then I will, I will cue you to answer, Bill. Here we go. The SLA challenge question. Name the subfield of research that Bill Van Patten, yours truly the diva, start, launched, I was going to say started, in the 1980s slash 1990s. Again, note, we're not talking about processing instruction. Give us a drum roll, Jeremy. Billy boy, Billy boy, give us the answer. I might be completely wrong, but is it parsing or parsing and processing? We, we, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah, actually input processing. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, okay. Si- well, yeah. And I don't si- know why I was thinking input processing, processing instruction, IPPI, all the P's, all the I's. So I didn't yeah, those, know that, which those, one those, it was. That, that PP stuff can get in your way. I get that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the, um, no, but it's called input processing and, and it, and it kind of launched that whole idea of starting to look at what learners do in the moment of comprehension and how they link meaning with form and so on. Now it's blossomed and parsing and, and processing more generally have come in um, to look because input processing are more about acquisition, but a lot of the parsing and other kinds of literature is about after acquisition, after learners have got a system, you know, so how do they process sentences like native speakers or not? So there's like different things right. going, but my, my focus was always on linking the processing to the acquisitional part itself. So good for you. Um, did you want me Yay. to send you, do you want me to send you a prize? Sure. You've got my address. I do not. So you have to send it to me. <laughs> the fact that I know you where you live, the fact that I know where you live doesn't mean I have your address. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. If, if, if you get a chance. Well, you know, send me an email and I will send you will um, a prize in the mail. All right. Thanks, Bill. Anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, nope. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> bye, Bill. Bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. He's gotta, Thank you, guys. <clears throat> he's got to get back home and figure out whether he's in Indiana or Ohio. That's what he's got to do. All right. Well, you know what that means, kids? Since Bill just successfully answered the SLA challenge question, we now have the Diva challenge yeah, question. Yeah, bring And we're right on it. schedule, halfway in our oh, show. No so this kidding, is yep. Okay, this is our final ever Bette Midler question on this show. Oh, my Bette Midler. All right, okay. So Bette Midler is the only singer-actress to have also recorded a stand-up comedy album. So what is the name of the album recorded at the Improv in Los Angeles and released in 1985? We're dipping in the vault here, kids. Again, Bette Midler is the only singer-actress to have recorded a stand-up comedy album. So what is the name of the album recorded at the Improv in Los Angeles and then released in 1985? Call us at, what's the phone number on Gallica again? This 888-what? Our number is 888-209-5205. Call us. Thank you, well, as we say in, um, in uh, <laughs> Denmark. Thank you, well. um, And the Diva Challenge question, as usual, is brought to you by TPRS Books. 
TPRS, Teaching Proficiency Through Reading and Storytelling, the comprehension-based approach to language learning founded by Blaine Ray. Check everything out that they do at tprsbooks.com. Again, tprsbooks.com. That's where Jeremy is right now. Jeremy, get on, say hi. Get on your mic and say hi to everybody. He's like being quiet in the background. Nope. No, Maybe Jeremy. he left. He's you not want to say attention. hi. Who knows? You, Jeremy, you don't want to say hi? Okay. He's, he's like, oh, he's, his microphone is <laughs> turned off. Hang on, hang, hang tight for just one second. Well, it doesn't take that long to flick a switch. Come on, please. He is our technology guy. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, Jeremy turns on his microphone. We're going to go to the next caller, um, who is, I think, Joanna. Uh, oh, that's me. Joanna? Hey, Joanna, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Hey, yes, we can, Joanna. Where are you calling from? Well, I'm calling from Laguna Beach, California. All right, but, just down the street from me. <laughs> but but I'm from Daphne, Alabama. I, I I'm off this week from my school from because of Mardi Gras. So I came to Laguna Beach to observe Jason. Wait, 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 back up, Joanna. You're out of school for Mardi Gras. I'm I'm off. Yes, I'm off. <laughs> you know, I'm from nice. I'm from the south. I'm from the south, so they celebrate Mardi Gras. So they give us teachers okay, a whole week off. Okay, Russ, Paul. Jeremy, Walter, Angelica, we've all been teaching at the wrong schools all these years. <laughs> no kidding, man. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, I met Jason Fritz in a conference and I told him, listen, I'm going to be off in the Mardi Gras week. Can I go and observe it? Up, go and observe you? And he said, sure. So I'm spending a week with him, observing him. Oh, and I'm, he's, new, he's, I'm new to... He's exhausting. He's amazing. He's exhausting to I mean, watch. He gets, uh, he, he, an hour. he gets done teaching an hour and I need a drink. I tell you, he's, he's <laughs> so good. Je if anybody oh. can ever do a Jason Fritz um, <laughs> seminar or Jason Fritz workshop, do it. Do oh, it. my goodness. He's, he's amazing. Amazing. And I I'm what I, I was, a you know, grammar Nazi with textbook. So I'm new to CI. So um, this is my I was teaching uh, middle school and high school. You know, my first year at CI was last year, and now this year I'm teaching elementary, first to sixth grade, and no desk, and the administration supports everything I do. But I still have the mentality of the high school, you know, with the words, but I have been observing Jason, and he doesn't teach the students the opposite, like feliz, triste, eh, or eh, but he doesn't teach many of the opposites and, and immediately. So what do you think? Because my mentality is always teach the opposite at the same, at the same lesson. No, because you're trying to, you're, you're, your mentality is still to teach language as opposed to tell a story. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's, you've got to let go of the idea that you're a language teacher and start uh -huh. thinking, I'm a language communicator and we're, when we're creating stories in the classroom. And that happens to a lot yeah. of people when they go through CI training or TPRS type trainings. They go to these things and I, I see it all the time when, when, I, when I visit the workshops and I listen to the, the um, questions that teachers ask. And so what they wind up doing, this is, the, this is a concern I have for CI. And this is, I probably should have talked about this in my opening remarks. Do not try to take CI and TPRS and other kinds of things and, and, and make them do something they're not meant to do. They're not meant to teach the same old curriculum with the same old ideas. You got to get rid of all those things. It's very hard, Joanne, I know. And I'm not talking just... I know, just, I'm not, know. I've come a, not, a long way. I have come I'm a not, long I'm, way. I'm not talking just to you. I'm talking to everybody out there because it's a real tendency for some teachers who get 
uh, 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 CI training or TPRS type training. And then they go back and they try to fit a square peg in a round hole and it's doomed to be problematic for you. So you've got to yeah. really work hard at joining. You've got to really, really work hard and, and, and say, I'm not a language teacher anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a communicator in the classroom and a storyteller. And my learners are communicators and storytellers with me, right? That's the man. You got to just tell yourself that every morning when you wake up. You should put that on. A, well, I'm gonna, on a I'm gonna put that on, on my classroom. I'm gonna put that in my classroom like a little slogan on top of my board. You should. I love put that. It on, tape I it love to that. Your, tape it to your mirror in the morning, so the last thing you see when you're brushing your teeth is that. Like I'm a communicator <laughs> and a storyteller, and so are my students. That's that's what you should be thinking. And that. I'm in. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, have fun with Jason. Tell Jason. I talked to Jason last night, by the way. We had a little. Uh, He's right here with me. He's right oh, here with me. Well, I saw him last Come night. Come on, just Jason. My, no, just tell him oh, I said hi. Okay. I, t- I talked to him last okay. night. So, okay. Okay. Right. Oh, thank you. Bye. Okay. Oh, but, but I just tell, by the way, give Jason a message for me, will you? I will. Yeah. Tell him not to use my talk in L2 with BBP at Gmail address <laughs> for correspondence. Tell him to use my other <laughs> Gmail account. <laughs> to use nice. one? Nice. Tell him not to use, to use my, your Gmail, but to use. No, tell him to use my other Gmail account, not my talk and L2 account. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll send him a text. Tell him I'm, saying, I'm going to send him a text afterwards. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. okay. Thank you. So Thanks much. a lot, bye, Joanna. Bye. Have fun with Jason. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye, Joanna. Bye. Oh, that's cute. Jason, have you ever seen Jason do a demo? Oh my God, it is exhausting. I, I, it's exhausting because he's so good. And you just, it's just so much happens in an hour. And, and the last time I saw him do a demo, I think he was working with like eight and nine-year-olds. Those kids were like all over him. And the class was, they just, you couldn't get those kids to stop shouting things out in Spanish and doing, um, they were having such a great time. So, and learning so much too. It was really interesting to watch. Anyway, all right, then uh, let's go to the phones. We've got another call coming in. Call number five, I think it is. is oh, it's Condoy. Hey, Condoy, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. And so how about you, Bill? We're, how about I'm you? good. We're all good here. What time is it over there again? I forget. Okay. Okay, 6.32. In the morning. In the morning, of course. Yeah. Have you had your tea or your coffee yet? <laughs> no, you're my tea. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, that's sweet. All right, we'll see if I can. I'll see if I can wake you up here. So, what's up? What are you calling about? Okay, I'd like to uh, read a line, some lines for you. Okay, is do it. Okay, we're ready. Go, baby. Please don't go, baby. Please don't go, baby. Please don't go down to New Orleans. You know I love you so. Baby, please don't go. Uh, 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 Baby, please don't go. Awesome. Before I be your dog, get your way down here, make you walk alone. Baby, please don't go. <laughs> Yay! Okay, Woo! Awesome, Condoy. Man, we have I a think, new diva in the house. No, I was just thinking, <laughs> I, I, I think that Paul and Russ have a new input joining the crowd now. Oh, my gosh. There we go. Oh, that was well, wonderful. Well, well, I'm a... I, I'm a blues musician, so I'm a singer and I'm a guitar player. Oh, well, awesome. Join the crowd. You got a bunch of singers and musicians among <laughs> in this crowd, too. So there you go. Baby, please don't go. <laughs> I loved it. And it's for you, Bill. Hey. And it's for you, Bill. Uh, I wish you a happy birthday. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> oh, that's quite all right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm okay. at that age where I don't like to really 
I mean, I'd celebrate my birthday and everybody know because, you know, it's got to be all about me. Mm. But by the same time, same by the same token, it's like, eh, I'm getting older. Shit. I don't want to get any older. So there you go. Anyway. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, Kondo. That was great. Thanks for the song. And yes, uh, and I would like you to, uh, yeah, this is the, uh, I mean, the last show, and I'd like you to uh, have some comment, exactly the same comment like you from James Asher. Can I read it for you? Sure. For all? Okay. Sure. So if people continue on this 19th century model, supposed to be called slow motion learning, word by word, driving people crazy and simply convincing them that they're not good enough for language. That's all you accomplish. We continue on. Well, I think, I want to say outrageous. I think those traditional instructors now, at this point of time, they really should be persecuted because it's like malpractice in medicine. You're harming people. You're negligent. Therefore, it's a criminal offense from James Escher. <laughs> wow, I forgot. I forgot that Jim said that. Yes, uh, on the video, on the it is all actually on in the interview on YouTube video. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, Jim, Jim, back in the '60s and '70s, was a very harsh critic of language teaching, um, and mm. one of the one of the early voices on the role of input in the classroom and comprehension preceding production. So, we like Jim Escher. So, well, thank you, Condoy. That was very nice. You thank you for the song and thank you for the okay you for the lines from James Asher and um and thanks for being such a great fan. We're gonna miss you. Yeah, we're gonna miss you too. Oh, uh, Angelica, Walter, Jeremy, oh, Jim. Can you save uh, two lines or three lines about the FLA day and in the future? Who um me or who? who what are you asking? Uh, what do you think? What do you think about SLA world for today and in the future? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm worried about it. I talked <laughs> about that earlier in the show when we started. Um, mm. I, 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 it's developed as a field and gotten increasingly fragmented and increasingly narrow in the different kinds of things it looks at, which is what a field does when it matures. But the problem is we've lost sight of the basics that we've known about SLA for years that are still valid and still true. And that's the stuff that teachers aren't learning. So um, we need SLA researchers who still value the basics of SLA and can impart that information um, to teachers. And we need to get that. Uh, we need to get those connections back in. I don't know if that's going to be possible because of the way the field works. Um, Russ is one of those people. That's why we love Russ. Paul is one of those people. That's why we love Paul. Um, who do that? They they know the field. They know acquisition, and they're they're quite willing. Uh, and do talk to teachers and interact with teachers. So um, anyway, um, there's some hope. Uh, as I fade into the distance on my horse, um, we got younger people like Russ um, coming through, and so that's good. So maybe there's some hope. How's that? Okay, thank you. All thank right. you very much, Bill, and thank you everything that you have done. Thank you, uh, thank Angelica, you. Walter, Jeremy, everyone. And happy success in the future, always. Thank you, Kondoy. Very much. Okay. Bye-bye. See you. Thank Bye. you, Kondoy. Take Adios. care. Have a good day. Adios. Much, Bye. Adios. Muchas gracias. Bye. 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 And don't ever forget now that, you know, where Kondoy is, it's tomorrow, which is like time traveling. It's kind of weird. It's awesome. Every time he calls in, it freaks me out. It's like yeah. time traveling. It's tomorrow. Yep. I know. But no, how can it be tomorrow when it's today? Huh? What is this, like back to the future? I don't get it. Anyway. All right. 
Uh, I'm going to read the Debbie Diva Challenge question one more time because I want somebody to get this. It's real easy. I got to do is Googleize this. Come on, please. All right. So Bette Midler is the only singer-actress to have recorded a stand-up comedy album. What is the name of the album recorded at the Improv in Los Angeles and then released in 1985? Um, so call with your answer at 888-209-5205 and win a prize. We're not giving away Walter Buick anymore. That thing died on the highway the other day. So <laughs> that's actually that's actually what happened to his eye. Hey, was pushed. If no one else gets it, then you have to let me answer it because I Googled it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite comedy albums, of course, but um, oh my God, it's so funny. It's dated now, but when you listen to it, it's still funny in many ways. Okie dokies. We've got uh, Sean on the line. So uh, Jeremy, you want to put Sean through, please? Hey, Sean, are you there? Hey, Sean, what's going on, Bill? I'm doing great. Hey, Sean. Guys? We're good. Where are you calling from, Sean? Right now, I'm in Chicago. 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 Yes, I miss Chicago. You know, I lived there for a while. You, you know that, though. So it's. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You, you yeah. told me about your, your great time at UIC. So. Yes. And, and, I, and some of my best friends, if not my best friends outside of the group here on the air right now, um, are all still in Chicago. And I talk to them, not as frequently as I like to anymore, but still frequently enough that I feel connected to them. So yeah, That's in cool. fact, I'll be, I'll be in Chicago. When I'm going to be in Chicago uh, later this spring. I don't know if it's April or May. I have to look at my calendar, but yes, I'm going to be back in Chicago. Yay. All right. So what's up? What are you calling about, Sean? Well, excellent. Um, yeah, if you do post that schedule, that'd be great because I'm actually going to be on, uh, so I'm teaching at a private language school and we're going to be kind of on semester break in April for half of April. So I would like to make sure that I don't miss your uh, conference that you're giving here. So it'd be awesome if you'd post that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, like a bunch of other people have said already, um, thank you guys so very much for everything that you've done. I mean, it's, it's truly, it's changed my life. It's changed my career. It helped me through my master's program. It just, it, I couldn't have asked for more from what you guys have done for the last however many years and uh, always remember it. Always, I'll always reference it. And, um, you guys all rock. Oh, you're sweet. And people like you rock. Um, um, cause you're Thank the ones, you so you're going to be the agents of change. Like I was talking about earlier, it's going to be people like you, your voices coming together demanding change and, and thinking out systematic ways where we can get things to happen. So we're excited about that. So keep up the good work, Sean. And yeah, I actually, perfect. I'm going to be in Chicago. I'll let you know, but I'm definitely going to be there in October too. That I'm going to be doing something in Urbana-Champaign. Okay. And then as soon as I get done at Urbana-Champaign, I'm going up to Chicago. I'm doing something at the UIC campus uh, that Monday thereafter. So, um, okay, fantastic. So, and you know, just write to me and I can always give that to yeah. you privately too. So, okay. Awesome. Well, thanks, right. Sean. Um, okay. I did have one question, if it's all right. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. This is your time. Kind of dovetailing off of the idea that we sometimes uh, run into challenges with our administrations or our bosses. So what would you do knowing what you know about uh, how language is acquired and what's important to give students if you had a job where there was a textbook that was required for you to teach out of, but you had some extra time at the end of each class where you'd already gotten through uh, what was required? Would you just do as much of, you know, get through the book the way your boss thinks is normal and then do as much DI teaching as you could after that? Or what would you be your strategy for a situation like that? Because I think a lot of us face stuff like that. What I would do is minimize the textbook. This And this is what I've done in the past. And, and there's ways to, there's different ways to do this. 
Um, one one way is, for example, like cram some stuff because it's all good. They're all gonna they're gonna forget it anyway. So right. cram stuff into like a week, and then spend two weeks doing CI and storytelling and communicative tasks and input based tasks. Okay. And, you know, whatever it works, and then come back for a week and do some more textbook. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and and, and do. I would just segment your your and that way. You don't have to worry about your, you know, you have one week of one kind of class lesson and you have two weeks of a different kind of class lesson. And, okay. and what's going to be interesting, if you do that, the students are going to start going, we don't really like that week. And, and then you can say, well, let's, let's talk to our administrator about it. Um, yeah. And they can start telling the, you know, people what they, where they think they're learning more. Um, yeah. So in terms of at least language anyway. So I always tell people, make your lives easy rather than difficult. If you have a uh, book, minimize it, segment your syllabus or your course so that you have this amount of time for your textbook and then you have this amount of time for the other stuff you want to do, but not in the same That's day. Perfect. If you do it in the Thank same day, so it's too schizophrenic. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I asked that question in part because, unfortunately, I think a lot of us risk our jobs whenever we do anything that our like supervisors think isn't quote-unquote normal. Um, right. So if we can do it like you're saying, we'll get everything that they're hoping we'll do, and then we can also do our things that we know work. So yeah, awesome. and I would hand I would hand your principal a copy of while we're on the topic <laughs> that okay. yours truly wrote. It's it's accessible reading. It's written for it's written for non linguists. Um, yeah, it's chock full of things about language acquisition, language, and so on. That 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 your if your administrator is in history or math background, who knows where your administrator is from? That person can read it, and so make them read it, and then say, let's discuss this. Um, That's fantastic. So let's have a reading group, or whatever. So. Do that too. See, see if you can Thank push you that so a little bit. Okay. All right, Sean. Okay. Thanks a lot. Right, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Take care. Bye bye. Bye, Sean. Thanks for calling. Oh for my calling, gosh. Bye bye. That's uh, yeah, you guys, Walter and Angelica, everybody on the show, Jeremy, Paul, and Russ. Mm -hmm. We get that. We get those comments, those questions all the time about, um, you know, using the textbook and so on. It's just everything is so textbook driven. Um, Steve Crash and I have talked about this privately, and he makes no bones about saying things publicly. I have to be a little more circumspect sometimes, but now I don't have to. Um, but textbooks is a billion-dollar industry that needs to be thwarted in many ways or reconsidered, at least that. Okay, all right. Um, our next caller is Andrea, uh, or Andrea. is There we go. Is it Andrea or Andrea? It's Andrea. Oh, it's Andrea. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I know who Hi, it is then. Andrea. I, I know which one it is then. That's why I asked the question. I can make sure I know it's the one I thought it was. Okay, Andrea, how are you doing? I think we've had this conversation. I'm a doing few times great, before. Bill. But I'm crying tears of sorrow knowing that this is the last time I get to call in and mess up on the Diva Challenge question. Oh, you're not going to mess up on the Diva Challenge question because you probably. I like the commitment. You Googleized it like Walter. <laughs> You Googleize it like Walter, well, you're going to get it right. Yes, but Google has let me down before. <laughs> so, well, let me read the question one more time for everybody, and then um, Jeremy will give you your drum roll. Here we go. So, Bette Midler, yay, is the only singer-actress to have recorded a stand-up comedy album. What is the name of the album? Recorded at the Improv in Los Angeles and released in 1985. Drum roll, Jeremy. And Andrea says, well, even if I get it wrong, it's just fun to say mud will be flung tonight. Oh, yes. That's so, 
I get it wrong? <laughs> you got it right. You didn't hear the ding, ding, ding. We're all cheering. Oh my goodness. Yes. Suddenly uh, <laughs> I was thinking, thinking, oh no, I really did screw up again. <laughs> no, no. And that title comes from a line in the, in the, in, in one of her bits where she's talking about famous celebrities and taking on all, all the people in Hollywood. And she starts talking about, um, uh, just different people. And she goes there, we have no favorites here tonight. And she goes, you better get used to it because mud will be flung tonight. And the whole crowd starts cracking up. So anyway, it's worth listening to. It's, it's available on Spotify people. If you want to listen on Spotify. Okay. Well, Andrea, you won yourself a prize. So write to me and I will send it to you. How's that? Yay! All right. And Andrea, well, will I see, I will, will I see you this summer? I hope so. Okay. I'm crashing. N I'm crashing yeah. NTPRS if you're going to be there. So, ah, oh, sweet. Then we'll definitely see each other. Be ready for the talent show, Bill. Well, actually, that's why I told Vaughn I'm taking my farewell tour, my one-hour show. To, <laughs> I'm taking over open mic night. Yeah, I'm pushing you guys off the stage and doing uh, my show. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Beth and I will have to figure out where we can time you in. We'll put a special feature spot for you to take over. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks, right. guys, for all that you've done. We'll miss you. Bye. And thank you for all you do. Okay. Bye-bye, Andrea. Thanks, Andrea. Cheers. All Bye, right. Cheers. We got another call coming. I want to take it before we run out of time because it's already, oh, my God, it's 3.53. Look at that. Time flies when you're on Prozac. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Jeremy, why are you pointing to me? Because you're putting the call through. That's why, huh? Jeremy's so cute. I love Jeremy. If he weren't married, I'd marry him myself. All right. Um, okay. Deborah, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, Deborah can hear you just fine. Where are you calling from? Oh, wow. Um, I am calling from near Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is the first time I've called. Yay! Every single week. And I just had to call and thank you for changing my life as a, as a Spanish teacher. And I am going to see you at Mitten CI and Angelica and Walter. When I'm working out at the gym at, in Ann Arbor, I'm laughing out loud because you guys are hilarious. Like, what is laughing about? And so it's just, it's been a wonderful ride. I understand that, you know, some, that there's a time when it's a, a change is a good thing. So I'm one of the same people that's sad to see you go, but I wish you well. And I know that whatever you do next will continue to help people wherever you go. Well, thank you for saying thank that. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be dedicating myself to writing full time. I've got more things I'm going to be cranking out in Spanish for students and teachers and then working on my fiction and things like that. So I'll, I'm still having my foot in the profession. So I'm just not going to be on the air for a while. So who knows? We might come back thank in some incarnation down the road. If we depend on how things develop, you never know if we might have to come and do an intervention for the profession again sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. And I want to give a shout out to Darren Way who works in my school district. And one time we had a teacher meeting and he looked at me and talked to the rest about what, what you guys do and what he does. And I'm said, that's what I want to do. That's what I've actually been doing behind closed doors, but I don't have to be behind closed doors. I'm out now. Come so, out of the closet with your teaching, Deborah. <laughs> that's right. I am. Thank you so much. I wish you all well. Adios. Okay. I will see you in April. I will. I'll look you up. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for calling and listening, Deborah. Take care, Deborah. Oh, you bet. Thanks, Thanks so Deborah. much. Bye.
Yeah, Bye-bye. if she's at if Deborah's at uh, Mitten CI, poor thing, she won't be able to look me up because I'll be there all over the place. And I'm actually closing the conference. I'm doing my show at the end of the conference. I'm the nice. entertainment. I'll be the entertainment. So that'll be a riot. My show is called, ready for this, Angelica? It's called <laughs> ASFW, Almost Safe for Work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm somewhere between safer work and you don't want to bring your mother to this show. You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we don't have any more um, calls coming through, which is good because we only got a, three or four minutes left anyway. So I want to invite people on the show if they want to say something. Let's start with our, our trusted phone handlers, um, Paul and, and Russ. Paul, you want to say something to our audience before we sign out? It's been great fun. Thank you all. Paul's been a blessing this year working with us. Um, he's, you don't know this, but he's actually in Houston. Uh, has been terrific handling our calls and just being a great person behind the scenes. So thank you, Paul. And his cohort in crime, who looks like he's chewing. What are you chewing on some flower seeds, Russ? What are you chewing on? No, just uh, the air. Um, yeah, same thing. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Russ is <laughs> chewing on air. Okay, give this kid a PhD. Go ahead, Russ. What? Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. You know, it's been a, it's been a blast. Uh, you know, I get to sit back here in, in silence, muted, cracking up at you guys. So it's been um, a lot of fun. Well, good. Well, thank you again. Again, like we said for Paul, thanks for all your work behind the scenes and everything you do. And congratulations again, young man. We're so proud. Thank of you. you. We're so happy. Thank for you, you. Okay, great. Jeremy, you want to um, say hi to everybody before because it's going to be a long time before people get to see you again. So before we do a reunion show or something. So Hi, everybody. <laughs> Seriously, Jeremy, that's uh, all seriously. you got? Uh, seriously. Come on, you can seriously. do better than this. Oh, uh, well, thanks for letting me be a part of this. It's been great to just be behind the scenes. I love to BVP. Saved my sanity many years ago. And so it's just so neat to be able to get to know you guys and to be able to do this with you. Well, thank you again. Jeremy's been a godsend to us. Oh, um, just, the tears are flowing. <laughs> just, just wonderful. Uh, Walter and Angelica, you'll have to say uh, you have to say a few words to our audience too, because you've been we've been through this for five years now, the three of us. So, Walter, you want to go first with your with your um, Blackbeard pirate eye? <laughs> it really has been a blast. It's been great to, uh, well, I mean, uh oh. Walter's mic just went out. Do you guys hear Walter? <laughs> yeah, I heard him click off. He was like, it's been a blast. Click like yeah, it's going. He's, he's like, saying, he's no, saying he goodbye. A, he did a mic drop. Hopkins out. I Hopkins. love it. That's the way to do it, man. There you go. Yeah, Walter, I don't know if you want to come back on and finish what you're saying. All we heard was it's been a blast and then you clicked out. I think we lost him. He still clicked out. Oh, well. So That's sad. what you get for buying your mic at Walmart. That's all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> Angelica, you want to talk to our audience for a minute? Well, this has been amazing. <clears throat> I always had such a great time interacting with everybody on Mixler and then putting faces to names at conferences. I will miss this. I will miss seeing all of you guys here on Zoom every week. It's been real. It's been fun. So educational for me. Thank you, Bill, for everything you do. And here is to new adventures. New adventures. Yes. We're, remember, everybody, we're not disappearing. We're just doing some new things. So be on the lookout for us. Uh, I want to thank, of course, all of you um, on the show with me, Angelica, Walter, Jeremy, Paul, Russ, 
everybody's worked behind the scenes in the past, Daniel, Luca, everybody who's who's done work with us on the previous show. Um, it's been wonderful. Um, I One of the exciting things in my life has always been, one of the fun things is always having one foot in the realm of research and theory and one foot in the realm of working with teachers. Uh, I, am, I am so glad I did my career that way. If I had just done one or the other, I think I would have missed out on something. And so um, I'm really, really grateful to have had the opportunity to work with teachers over the years. And I want to thank you all for listening to me and for thinking I actually have something to say. Um, so that's, that's been gratifying. And so with that, I'm going to say what I normally say, and then Jeremy's going to start at exit music. And that is that remember that language is special. It's not like everything else. It is special. And that means that what you do and what your students do in the classroom makes you special as well. So for all of you special teachers out there and all of you special students who are interested in language, we're going to say goodbye. It's not completely farewell. You'll see us here and there, but at least we're going off the air for a while. So Jeremy, you can start a goodbye music and we'll all say goodbye to you. Angelica, Walter, say goodbye. I'm trying not to cry. Bye, guys. Bis irgendwann. Auf Wiedersehen. I think Walter's mic is still dropped. So I'll say goodbye <laughs> for Walter. Uh, so what does Walter go? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Yay, Walter. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Angelica. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for everything you've given us over the years. Bye-bye.